Hey guys, thanks for joining us for another episode of the Spartan Spotlight Podcast. I'm Justin Thind. I'm here with my co-host, Corey Robinson. We work for SpartanMag.com. Go check us out. And today we're joined by the first commit of the 2022 class, and that's Chris Phillips, offensive guard out of Georgia. Thanks for joining us today, Chris. How are you doing? Good. So I guess right away, the fans are going to want to know the uh, the basic, the uh, straightforward question of why why Michigan State? What you like about Michigan State that you committed so early? What? Yeah. So like, tell us a little bit about Michigan State. First and foremost, uh, you know, my relationship with Coach Coach Cap. You know, you know, Coach Cap has been checking on me a lot. Um, you know, and him and my coach have a real good relationship. So, and it was like Coach Cap. My coach was like, Coach Cap is a real good guy. I should put my trust in him. So I had to look into it and actually see if that's where I wanted to go. And I made my decision and I wanted to choose Michigan State. So then when it did come time to commit, Justin and I actually knew about it ahead of time. So we were able to talk to you before. But once you got to call Coach Cap and commit, what was that like? And was he the coach you talked to? And kind of what was his message and reaction to you committing well coach cat reaction was it was it was kind of crazy because honestly like i've talked to coach cap on the phone a few times that he don't sound like a guy that i get like too too excited but he was screaming through the phone like it was it was it was crazy his reaction so I guess going through the whole timeline, like when, when did MSU first start reaching out to you? And like, how, how often did you talk to him throughout the process? And like, when did you kind of know that you wanted to commit? Um, well, I actually followed them and uh, I followed them on Twitter before. And uh, I followed Coach Cap on Twitter. And then I guess I think it took him like two weeks or so to follow me back. You know, it was, it's just like, Michigan State has always been a school that I wanted to go to. It was really top three. It was it was between Michigan State, Michigan, and Alabama. And I really looked into Michigan State, and I I really like Michigan State. So that's what really led up to the to the decision. Yeah. So it sounds uh, like you wanted to actually be on the winning side of the rivalry games then between the two schools. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, we kind of talked to you a little bit before we started recording tonight and found out something new that you're actually from Detroit area. So uh, you just want to let everybody know uh, how how that went where when you left Detroit and where you've been since then, just kind of give them a background of you coming up. So I left Detroit in 2013 and then I moved to, I moved from Michigan to Alabama. And then once I was in Alabama, that's when I really got into football in middle school. So after my middle school year, I moved from Alabama to Georgia in 2018. So, you know, uh, that's where I really started getting into football was in middle school. So yeah, that journey was, it was, it was crazy. It was a crazy journey. So what's, uh, what's kind of your first memory of playing football? How did that kind of go for you? Well, when I was little, I think I was about eight years old, I, I played for the East Side Colts. And I really didn't like football. I was a basketball guy, so my first time in pads was kind of weird. So it was going good until they we they made us hit. 
and I got ran over. And ever since then, I really never liked basketball up until middle school. So now it was, I, I was embarrassed that day, but I, <laughs> I regained confidence. <laughs> Looking at your tape, uh, it seems to be the other way around now where uh, you're the one hitting the guys and putting those guys on their back and making them question how much they love football. Yeah, I, I, now it's like I feed off contact. So I love contact now. So, so I guess what now that you're committed, what do you look for out of Michigan State in terms of like how the season unfolds, like what you look for when you're watching a game or two? Like how, how do you kind of view the program? What are some things you look for now moving forward? Uh, I really watch to see how the O-line – react to the defense. Uh, sometimes I watch their pass block and they pass protect and I watch their run block to see, you know, if they uh, a run a run team or a pass team. So that's really what I look into when I watch Michigan State and see how they play. So being from Georgia, and I know you watched the Michigan-Michigan State game, a lot of the Georgia kids had huge games that day. Uh, I think they accounted for all the touchdowns, Legion receivers than the, a few defenders on the team. So what's it mean to see that they're taking guys from down in Georgia, bringing them up here and having so much success on the field? It's honestly, it's all about the work you put in. Like I put in a whole, a lot of, a lot of hard work. You know, my brother helped me because he played uh, for Alabama A&M. He was a left tackle or he was a right tackle. And, uh, it's really about the the hard work that you put in and and patience. So to have Coach Cap follow me and call me and notice that I'm a hard working lineman, it it was it was really a blessing. Touching on that Michigan game a little bit, one of the things that a lot of people noticed was that a lot of true freshmen were playing. And as a recruit, is that something that kind of sticks out to you? Or would you be like, uh, either way, I'm about to be playing early just because I know myself? Or is that actually a real selling point, something that you pay attention to? Like, okay, they got a lot of freshmen playing. That's a place I kind of want to go to. So does that weigh in your decision at all? Or is that not really a factor? Um, no, that actually weighed in on my decision because, uh, honestly, I know if I go there, I'm going to be a workhorse. And I'm going to go there and outwork everybody because I don't me personally I don't like being outworked uh it's just the mindset that I have I want to go in there and earn my spot you know I don't I don't want it to be given to me I want it to be earned so I know if I go to Michigan State I'm not I'm not going to start right away but I know if I go there I will have some playing time so that was really something I weighed in on my decision what was your thoughts with uh, on Coach Tucker and just kind of how he carries his himself and his program from kind of watching from afar, obviously, but they're pretty active on social media. Honestly, Coach Coach Tucker, I think he carries the program pretty well. Coach Tucker is a calm guy, and I honestly think that Coach Tucker is a great coach, and he knows what he's doing with the with the program. So, yeah, Coach Tucker is a good guy too. Yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a good guy. How how would you describe yourself as a player? Just what what is Michigan State fans? What can they expect out of a big Dooley? I know a lot of hard work. They can expect me to go out there and perform very very well. I, I'm going to put in a lot of a lot of work 
because I, I don't want to let them down. And that's something that's always that always stands by me. I don't want to let no one down. So I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna keep going and keep keep striving for greatness. So that's something that they can look for in me. All right, awesome. So now that the fans know a little bit about what they can expect from you on the field, tell us about going into a game. What's on your playlist? Who are your rap top five? Ooh, rap top five. Number one is Lil Baby. All right, good. I don't know if y'all know this rapper, but his name is Rilo Rodriguez. He killed that verse yeah. on the Lil Baby My Turn uh, feature. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Rilo, no cap. Yeah. If it's a long buzz ride to get my mind right or to have my mind loosen, I'll probably listen to a little bit of Juice World. Okay. Okay. And to 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 get hype, I listen to Meek Mill. All right. Okay. All right. I appreciate that. That's, that's a unique list. Cause like not, not many people put Rilo on there. Um, but like you had to put a little baby or else you, you're not from Georgia really. So I, I see that, but yeah, uh, Meek and Lil baby, they've been in my top five since they came out. So definitely salute to you for that. Yeah. So, uh, off the football field, uh, what's kind of some of the things you do, uh, on your downtime when you're not playing football that you enjoy doing? Uh, I mean, I like, if I'm not playing football, I'll probably be either playing a game with some of my teammates or I like going out to like, you know, just enjoy myself, get some time to myself. So I either go out or I just play the game. Do you uh, Xbox or PlayStation? PlayStation. Me too. I don't think Justin is though. <laughs> nah, I just picked up the picked up the new Xbox Series X this morning, so um, can't say I'm a fan of that answer, but it is what it is. <laughs> um, anything else, Corey? Um, no, I, th- I think I got it covered, but uh, I definitely uh, think you know you being the first one in the 22 class, uh, we'll definitely have to have you on a few times as the recruitment goes and kind of uh get your thoughts on how things are going as everything progresses so uh was that one of the factors in your decision being the first 2022 commit is that something like you wanted to do or did that just happen to be the case just because you liked michigan state enough right now honestly i did not know that i was one of the like i was the first 2022 class to be like like to commit so for that to happen it was crazy because i remember we talked about it and yeah before i posted it you was like they're going crazy so yeah i was like i was like wow like, <laughs> as soon as i posted it four minutes later i had about 300 to 400 likes and yeah. I was, it was just going up after that yeah because because i know when we kind of found out that it was happening uh cory was the one that told me gave me a heads up about about it um we kind of like got the fan base ready a little bit but like without giving anything away we're just like keep your eyes out in the next few days. And so like, there was a bunch of anticipation for like three days. People are like, when's this kid committing this mystery commit? When's it happening? And we're just like, stay tuned. And then you put out, you, you let us know that you're about to do it any minute. And then uh, I dropped a tweet, like first committed 2022 class, everyone uh, peeped the timeline here in a sec. And everybody started like DMing me. They're like, who is it? Who is it? And I just knew like the second you tweeted that that's exactly how the reaction you were going to get. That's how that was going to yeah. go. Yeah. I still got people liking my stuff right now. Follow <laughs> me on Instagram. 
to be honest, I don't know like how they got my Instagram, but I, I put it out I, there. I made sure to put that on the story. <laughs> okay, yeah, because like as soon as like when people start liking my tweet and retweeting it, yeah, I got tons of followers. I think I was before everybody started following me. I think I was at a thousand forty, yeah. and now I'm at like one thousand two hundred or something. Got you. Yeah. Cause I found, I found the Instagram a few days before, cause I was trying to find uh, like a, pro, a picture to put on your rivals profile. And uh, mm-hmm. it's like, I always go check the Instagram and I was like, all right, I gotta make sure to keep, make a note and kind of put his IG out there on the story after he commits. So hopefully that did the trick. Yeah. It was crazy. And the, and the, the fan base at Michigan state is, is crazy. <laughs> I, had, I, I had people texting me, like telling me that I was their biggest fan. I haven't even touched the field yet. Like it was, <laughs> it's, it's like it was just it was just so crazy. Like and then I got I had people asking me for advice. Like uh, how did you how did you get the stars or uh, how what what was your key to getting colleges to notice you? And I I was just telling them it's all about it's all about patience and like hard work. You you can't go out there and DM a coach. And say, hey, look at my film. You know they have to, it, it, they have to. You got to send it, and then you have to wait. You can't keep rushing it. If you rush it, then they're not going to look at it. That's definitely yeah, good insight. And then I mean, up here too, uh, the Michigan State fans—they're starving for big uh, offensive linemen. And you check the box there. Uh, that's definitely the biggest change since Mel Tucker and Cap have came in. Is they've uh, reestablished what. Linemen, and they're getting a lot bigger guys and uh the fan base is ready for that because they know once guys like you and the 21 kids uh get up here that you guys are gonna literally and figuratively pave the way to the championships that they want to get back to yeah and that's one thing why i committed because you see all these other linemen going to alabama and georgia auburn I want to be. I want it to be like different. I, I want to pave my own way and lead something. You know, I want to. I want to be able to. I want to be able to have a line that I know will pave the way for Michigan State. So that yeah. was that was one of the main reasons why I I committed to Michigan State. Yeah. So that's all we had. So we really appreciate you joining us today, Chris. Um, best of luck with the rest of your high school career, and thanks again for joining us today. It's a pleasure to be here. Hopefully you enjoyed that interview with Chris Phillips. Uh, just touching a little bit on the recruiting stretch here in the, in the last few days. That's how we're going to close this out. But so, yeah, so Phillips was the first commit here in this run of four commitments. And he committed on Sunday night. He was a guy that Coach Cap kind of prioritized for the offensive line. Fits the whole mission of revamping the size as... Phillips is already 6'5", 335. And kind of continuing that trend, we had seen commitments from Rayshon Benny and commitments from Brandon Baldwin. And then we even had a little bit of speed earlier on Tuesday and Stefan Johnson. But yeah, so Baldwin was the was another commit from the offensive line that kind of caught people's eye because of the size. Corey, do you want to talk a little bit about Baldwin? Yeah, Brandon Baldwin, he's at, at Independence Community College or JUCO. So he's a guy six foot seven, between 305 and 315. Uh, 
but he looks skinny if you see him. Uh, so he's got a lot of weight, so he'll be able to hit 335, 340 and move around well. Uh, so that's huge to have a guy like that. Uh, he was a kid that was originally from Southfield A&T is where he played high school. Uh, he kind of focused more on basketball through high school while he played football. But after uh, getting through high school, he kind of discovered that basketball wasn't going to take him where he hoped it was. So he went to Independence in Kansas, which is one of the best uh, JUCOs around. Uh, he took a year to get his body right and uh, really crack into the books. Uh, so after doing that, uh, he was primed to have a, a big year this year, which uh, COVID changed the plans by wiping that out. So they didn't have a season, but they're scrimmaging a lot. Uh, there's a quite a bit of tape that has surfaced watching him uh, kind of do that. And you see an athlete that uh, really slides his feet well, um, very raw, but he's got every intangible that you can't teach with the uh, natural bend and athleticism. And then of course the size at six, seven with a huge wingspan. Yeah, definitely. And I think when you have a coach as good as coach cap with the offensive line, you might not need to see as much of a, as a finished product. Cause he knows that he can kind of transform that part of it once the kid gets here, but obviously they must have still seen enough because they're not taking total projects, but that's obviously something to consider too. When you have a kid that's that huge, that's the thing you can't teach. And then coach cap can do the rest for the most part. And then right on that same day as Baldwin committed, there was another commit that some MSU fans might've heard about kind of under the radar. Uh, that was Rayshon Benny that committed via rivals top 100 defensive tackle from Oak Park High School. He was on our podcast a couple weeks ago where he gave a lot of great answers uh, about what he liked about Michigan State, what he thought about Coach Tucker. He was joined by his high school running back, Davion Prim, who's also committed to Michigan State, on that podcast episode. And they had a lot to say about what they're liking about Michigan State right now. And it seems like Rayshon Benny liked uh, Michigan State enough to go ahead and make the commitment. Even though Michigan was leading, it seemed like for a lot of it, Michigan State never was really out of it, as Corey had been trying to tell people for the longest time. And seems like that kind of got his commitment. And another thing was he's adamant about the fact that the Michigan-Michigan State game didn't really impact his decision. So that kind of tells people that he was sold on the vision and the actual um, kind of insight that he had on the staff and the program and he didn't necessarily need that game to validate his choice. And that's something he said in numerous interviews and he says it adamantly. So that's another interesting point. And Corey, do you want to talk a little bit about Rayshon Benny, even though we kind of know how good he is and just how dominant of an addition that is? Yeah. I mean, uh, when you talk about Rayshon, you got arguably the best two-way uh, lineman in the country where if he wanted to be, he would be a top 100 offensive lineman as well as a top 100 defensive tackle, defensive end. Uh, as, but Michigan State and Rayshon uh, want to be as a defensive lineman. Uh, I think you'll see, especially early on, I think you'll see him line up quite a bit at strong side to get him on the field because, one, he has athleticism and strength to do that. But two, Michigan State's defensive tackle room 
is in much better shape right now than their defensive end. So Benny is a kid that is uh, physically gifted enough that he's going to come in. And uh, as long as he stays healthy, you're going to see him play as a true freshman and make an impact. And he's probably going to start as a true freshman because uh, he's that good of a kid. Uh, and just even beyond on the field, uh, he's, I've been doing this for, I think, five or six years, interviewing recruits and all that. And uh, I would definitely put him at the top of the list or right towards the top of the list of uh, one of the most mature guys I've ever talked with. He's a big picture thinker. He sees everything, uh, a great student. So you're not taking any risks with him where sometimes uh, in the past you would see a guy that was supremely talented, but you almost had to babysit him and hold your breath that he didn't do anything stupid while he was on campus uh, with Rayshon. There's no red flags there. Uh, and, you know, he's going to make uh, the program better on the field and off the field and in the classroom. So uh, you can't say enough good things of the importance of getting Rayshon Benny in the class. And then speaking of the academics, I remember when we had the podcast, he uh, was quick to answer that he really liked the tour of the business college and that he wanted to major in business. And then when he was asked that during his actual commitment live screen, live stream about what he wanted to major in, he uh, answered business management right away. So he seems like a kid that knows what he wants to do even after football, even though his talent should probably take him pretty far in football too, without having to use that degree just yet. And then the other commit that continued this stretch of four commits was the most recent one. And that is Stefan Johnson from Venice high school in Florida. He was a Rutgers commit at one point, And on Tuesday, he committed to Michigan state and he's teammates with Charles Brantley over there down in Florida. And Corey, do you want to talk a little bit about, about his addition to the recruiting class? Yeah, definitely. Uh, that one I started off with, it's one of the more, uh, wild recruitments that I've covered uh, when he decommitted uh, from Rutgers, I believe in May. Uh, everybody expected it to be a flip uh, and be done, you know, no, nothing crazy. Then he decided to drag it out. Uh, nobody really understood why. Uh, and I was just like, well, I mean, my answer was the guys from Florida, a lot of them are just different dudes. they have a different uh, beat that they're marching to. They're just different. And uh, he did nothing to make me think differently (laughs) with his recruitment today. Uh, I had heard all the way up to it that uh, it's probably not going to be Michigan State. It's probably not going to be Michigan State up to about less than a half hour before he announced publicly is uh, when it actually flipped to he was going to be Michigan state. So he left a a lot of people in the dark, I guess uh, would be the best way to put it. Yeah. Uh, As far as what they're getting, he's a six foot one, uh, probably about 170 pounds uh, defensive back, but he also has a huge role on the offense where he uh, generally scores, I think two or three touchdowns a game. It seems whenever I check on Venice, uh, to watch him and Chuck Brantley. Uh, but yeah, he's a, a good athlete uh, with good top end speed, 
uh, very long arms for his frame. Uh, he's got to work a little on the the stuff that you can teach, like the back pedal, get a little stronger in the weight room. But obviously, those are the things that if there's a hole, you want it to be something that's correctable. And getting in the weight room will correct uh, the strength. And working with uh, Harlan Barnett, one of the most talented defensive back coaches in the country, will get the technique part down. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's a guy that, you know, there's some questions with it, but he's also a guy that could make some of those people with questions uh, look silly in uh, a couple years after he's gotten into the weight room and he's gotten around Harlan Barnett. Yeah, definitely. So that wraps up the run of commitments here that we were going to recap. And hopefully you enjoyed this episode with our interview with Chris Phillips and our little recruiting recap here at the end. Thanks for joining us for this episode and see you next time.